0: The send them home time to go home there, Bob. So bad, Bob. Why you just go home that's your home are you too big for your home Stand to me. hello and welcome back to the off the tips podcast for the the first ever international correspondence of the show joining me as always is AC and it's great to see your face mate how are you going
1: I'm great. I'm flying actually. Great week in the golf. Uh, so that was outstanding. I loved. I loved all of it. How's everything going over there, mate? Talk us through your first kind of four or five days in Sydney.
0: Well, yeah, I've, I've touched down in the in mighty New South Wales, and I'm in my in my flat here in lovely North Sydney. As you can tell, I'm probably a little bit unfurnished. Mike's in hand today, but. Well, really, mate, I've just ripped in since I've been here. I've grabbed the bull by the horns. I've got after it, <laughs> and I've just, I just really got amongst the culture. So, mate, I'm enjoying it. It's bloody hot, but, nah, loving it. How was your weekend? I understand it was a long weekend back over home, so how'd you enjoy that?
1: Oh, not up to much, mate. The weather here is diabolical, so there's not much you can do didn't get out to golf which is disappointing so I just parked up and watched a lot of golf really. Have you found your local watering hole yet? Do you think you've found your one?
0: Yeah I think I think I have uh, not too far away from me the Oaks absolute just 10 out of 10 establishment it's hard to find anything like like the pub culture in Australia and New Zealand I've just I've really immersed myself. Had a cup <laughs> I've been here for <laughs> for four days. I've had a few dinners there, and oh, jeez, I I actually I love it. So yeah, when whenever you're in town, we'll we'll link up carpets. Jesus it's an establishment, and it's and it's pretty much the only establishment I've been to. So, <laughs> what's well, your drop of choice over there? Uh, I've got some great northerns in the fridge, which aren't too bad. They are right, and then I've been operating. Carlton draft on on tap, so not too bad. Um, but geez, there's plenty of options. You'd you'd be in your element over here. Plenty of crafties. The craft scene in in Sydney is just electric.
1: Oh, that that sounds bloody
0: good. Is there? Are you missing the classics, or would you <laughs> haven't stumbled across any uh, classics or? or green green bots to my (laughs) to my taste in in the bottle but i wouldn't say i'm i'm missing the grenades no okay that's good to hear mate glad you've found one that that does the job a massive week in the week of golf it's actually it's hard to even break down all that happened i'll just throw to uac for what happened in dubai this week on the dp world tour
1: yeah, again, where do we where do we start here? It's hard to there's a lot on. That's that's one thing for sure. Uh, obviously, early in the week we had the Reed and Rory debacle. Maybe just to set the scene to start the day, uh, Rory had a three shot lead over the over second place, a four shot lead over Patrick Reed. Patrick Reed got off to a flyer, uh, but maybe we'll go to the back nine. And so Rory had a two shot lead. Um, through nine holes, and Reed steps up to the tenth, which is a par five, and hits this just laser hybrid, almost holds it for an albatross, but taps him for an eagle to tie Rory. Meanwhile, Rory's the whole a hole behind. Um, bear in mind, so he birdies ten, takes care of business on the par five, so he's only one shot. He keeps a one shot lead, but then Reed birdies the eleventh, which is a par three. And Rory pars it, so at this stage they're tied up with seven holes to play, and and they both par twelve. They both take care of thirteen, which is a par five, so they're all tied up going to the fifteenth, where Rory makes a bogey to take. So Reed's got a one shot lead at this point. Reed makes a bogey on sixteen after an errant tee shot, and they're all tied up. And I guess the biggest. Kind of moment was on 17, which is the drivable par four, and Reed blocks one right into the bushes. Um, and it looked like he could even make a bogey, but he makes a nice up and down for par, but kind of like left like half a shot out there. Roy hits a nice tee shot and makes birdie. And so at this stage, they go into 18, and Reed's one back, and he again steps up on the par 5 18, hits this. Lovely hybrid shot, two putts, and makes a birdie to put pressure on Rory. So he, Rory at this stage needs a birdie to win. A par will get him in a playoff. And it's quite an awkward hole for Rory because, the 18th tee, because it runs out at about 3.30 to the water, which is right in Rory's kind of wheelhouse. So he often opts for like a 3-1 that hole, but what that means is it means he's got this, a 5 wood or a 3 wood in and it's not a shot you want to be hitting hitting wood to. so he opted for like a soft driver and it came out pretty hot and you could tell he was worried about off the face couldn't you and it ends up just resting on the hazard in a pretty kind of hairy lie um, and fortunately he opts to lay up which I thought was a great move and he gets it up and down from about 110
0: yards to win the golf tournament, holding a very clutch putt on 18. Very clutch putt. That that lie was, I think it was probably worse than everyone thought it was. It was, it didn't look terrible on TV, but with like a semi-false front on that green and that water short, like it was just, it would have just been absolutely not the option to go for it I think well I don't think obviously that was the right decision a club with a lot of loft just hit it to a yardage where you back yourself to get up and down from there was a lot of grass behind the ball which is never never easy so I think his class was showing there and it's what it's like to have a premier caddy by your side as well who is pretty calm under pressure for sure it's quite a weird one
1: To me, like it would have been unlucky if that went in the water, but then it was lucky it stayed out, which kind of sounds weird, but that's kind of the way I saw it. But I think, I think it's a big wrap on. Obviously, it was well documented that he was one of the worst on the PGA Tour, kind of from inside that kind of 120 mark, and he ended up being first at the end of last year. Just and a lot of it was due to a ball changeable things, but I think. It's the sign that he backs his short game now. Like he, he didn't take on the hard shot. He's like, I, I'll back myself to make this up and down. I know I can hit it to within 20 feet, and my putter has improved out of sight the last few years. And it's just the sign of kind of the development of
0: Rory as a player, I reckon. Yeah, because over the course of the week, it was pretty evident that he did not have his best stuff. He was ultra rusty, and he. Still, took away the golf tournament and a pretty decent with a pre- pretty decent field, so it was a great result for a guy that's not at his best.
1: Yeah, i I watched a lot of Rory this week. I reckon I missed about five of his holes, and he was way off the pace by his standards. Which I don't know whether it's a wrap on. Well, I think a lot of it is a wrap on him, but it's also probably slightly to do with the field strength, unfortunately. But
0: yeah, what a player! Yeah, what a player! Him, him in the in the mix late. What well, was probably round three when he was just surrounded by all those live guys. It just it just reminded me of when Harry Potter was fighting off the Dementors. <laughs> R- Rory just gets down the stretch and just goes expectro Patronum and just and just and just blast them.
1: Yeah, it was, oh, what a, what a great week. There was just so much drama. And yeah, when we say Rory didn't have it, I think he was about 111th in driving accuracy. Like he was a spray can for the whole week. But he's probably fortunate that it wasn't too penalising if you missed the fairways.
0: Nah, not at all. Um, are we going to talk about the the incident on the driving range pre-tournament? It's pretty well documented. I'm sure all the listeners have, <laughs> have seen what happened. But Patty Reid went up to say Happy New Year to Rory after filing numerous numerous lawsuits against him, and yeah, Rory probably rightfully gave him a bit of the cold shoulder. And he and he and Patty Reid threw a t- four aces tee at him and said, "Go aces." <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's so funny how much. a deal was made out of that hey like
0: it It didn't look like anything really nah
1: and but it just sums up patrick reed that he thought that was a good idea like you've slapped him with a subpoena on the on christmas eve and then you just go and ask how his holidays are like come on mate Like like if
0: you just have half a brain you know that's not a good idea yeah, they were, they were good until Harvey Specter turned up on my doorstep when I was having Christmas ham mate. <laughs> like it's just, it's just amazing. He
1: played unbelievable that fourth round. He just, oh, he yeah,
0: sixty five. Just he, he just loves being the party spoiler, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. He he fronts up whenever there's whenever he has a chip on his shoulder, which makes me think like, why doesn't he? Creates situations like this for himself more.
1: Yeah, and he's a he's a short game wizard. His chipping is outrageously good. But, um, I'm glad Rory got it done, because, man,
0: I don't know how I would have lived with
1: a Patrick Reed win. <laughs> what did you
0: make of um, Patrick Reed's caddy just lying down and reading every single one of his putts?
1: I think it's a stain on the game, eh? I really... I hated it. I just thought, it's just a bad look. It just, look. it just doesn't look great. I I can handle the odd one where they're unsure of and they get their caddy in, but it was every hole. Even
0: every footers
1: hole. Yeah, it he was, was like lying,
0: lying down and stuff like, come on. he was. It looked like he was deliberately taking the piss. Do you have an issue with that?
1: Yeah, you Adam,
0: I, I don't like it at all. I just think that final round was comical how slow it was yeah, and so it took it five a large, and a half
1: hours it was largely was thinking, due to that i was thinking oh great i'll be in bed by kind of around 11 and it just kept dragging out and i was like what are we doing here we're in three balls and it was just painstakingly slow
0: oh, it was yeah it was diabolical which leads me to think like do you think that well, especially going off this week, these live guys have been sent to these DP World Tour events to kind of do a bit of disrupting and cause a bit of a scene, no? Because that's f- maybe that Patrick Reed had a live hat on
1: the whole week, which just that sums him up as a bloke. I can't yeah. stand him. Yeah, like, he just ever since he's come out on tour, just he's there's just controversy has always followed him and. You know, he can say that he's misunderstood and any carry-on like that, but it's just you never hear good words about him, but like you genuinely just don't. I remember when he came out early as and said he was a top-five player and he had done nothing to that point, really.
0: <laughs> yeah, and another rules, rules scandal um, hung over his head, which is he's starting to get a catalogue of those. So, <laughs> um what was it? I actually missed this live. I've seen bits and pieces on socials and 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 whatnot, but and I saw brandall <laughs> his old sparring <laughs> partner, just getting real barred up about it on on the golf channel. <laughs> what was in that? was was it impossible to identify your ball?
1: Well, the the tricky thing about it is, I I think. Any other player would have got the benefit of the doubt. But I think obviously being Patrick Reed, people are gonna really look into it. And but he that's self inflicted. You know, he's a noted cheat. So like I don't I don't think it's unfair. But so what basically has happened is as bulls definitely got stuck up the tree. And he was with the marshal trying to identify it with binoculars because by my understanding if you can identify it you just take a drop if you can't then you have to go back to the T. and but the tree they looked up and read identified as like um allegedly identified as bull was not the tree that the camera showed the ball going into so he's either mistaken one that looks very similar or he's just blatantly lied but we'll never know.
0: <laughs> yeah, they had to get the park ranger on speed dial to come down <laughs> with his binoculars. That was outrageous, Cena, eh? and how
1: many balls were up that tree?
0: Yeah, a lot. Which, and I saw on socials again, which is take it with a grain of salt because um, someone had zoomed in on on Patrick Reed's ball on Sunday and had argued that there was not an arrow. Labelling labeling his ball It was just a regular Run of the mill line But hey, um, Like you said Guys with a track record are probably not going to get the benefit of the doubt Where if, if that happened to Rory That would have just been No one would be asking any other questions
1: hmm. Who Who wins a fist fight out of those two do you think
0: Rory and Patty Reid Yeah Well Hard to say it's probably a mismatch of weight class, <laughs> but um, I come don't know. on,
1: don't sit on the fence. You
0: come on. Well, I think, I, I think Paddy Reed will flog him. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't know how Roy. I don't know if Roy go well in the, in the ring, just quietly.
1: I think I reckon Rory, if there's no dirty tactics allowed, like. Okay. But if there's no like eye gouging <laughs> or like no knives in the pocket,
0: I think he's just gonna. <laughs> he just have
1: the speed. He'll yeah, have the he speed has the speed class.
0: But if Patty Paddy Patty Reid got one, got him one on one early. It'd be, it'd be, it'd be tough to come back from.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. We should
0: become a UFC podcast. <laughs> mm, yeah. Great analysis. I.
1: <laughs> what do you think? I. I hate the love players taking spots off people that potentially need them, but
0: do you think the DP World Tour needs them right now? Yeah, I think that some of them, I think they I don't know what guys like, with all due respect, Richard Bland and stuff playing are, are doing for the game, but I think, as polarizing as he is, pa- Patrick Reed and Ian Poulter have probably earned their right to play. Those DP events, but Bland has more than Reed. You can't say he hasn't. He's he's a journeyman. He's a, he's won once on the DP World Tour though. I know it's outrageous, huh? Yeah, and like Patrick think, Reed's a major champion. I think Bland deserves it over Reed just for
1: pure optics of it all because he's always been on that tour.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's probably hard to argue. Petty Reed has probably. He has dedicated a bit more time than your yeah, average PGA Tour player to the DP World Tour, which is always kind of held in decent regard when guys do make an effort to go over there, which he kind of always has. For sure. I Yeah,
1: that he's kind of a bit like a Billy Ho in that respect. They do get over there a little bit.
0: <laughs> Probably more than they think they do,
1: though.
0: <laughs> yeah do we see too much golf in the middle east good question i i actually don't mind
1: this golf course i quite enjoy that i did i love the eighth tee where they're heading up against the skyline yeah that is and cool. i enjoy i enjoy that shared green on nine and 18 but yeah the rest of the course is pretty take it or leave it uh eh?
0: mm, definitely like last week's course was cool and the Asian Tour, which I'm sure we'll talk about next well, this week, the Saudi International with a pretty much entire field live golf that's, again, in the Middle East. So it's there's a lot of golf being played over there, but I just think it's the, obviously the nature of it. It's where the money's coming from. So mm-hmm. it's hard to kind of argue.
1: Yeah, that's a good point. Have
0: you got anything more on Reed or Rory or...? <laughs> No, I think I think it's been done to death on on social media. (laughs) Uh, I don't think our listeners need us hammering it even more than we already have. I
1: agree. Yeah, obviously, should we talk about Foxy?
0: Yeah, a a promising week just got a bit crook by all accounts before the final round, which is a shame. Mm. Yeah. Uh, So because he was he was playing. Stand the string together, some really solid golf. So, yeah, T twenty for him. I guess we've
1: got to mention um, him him winning that Seve award. Oh, absolutely! Uh, obviously, when it's player vote as well, it carries so much more weight for mine. Like, yep. if you're the best player on
0: that tour to your peers, that's just a massive tick of
1: approval, isn't it?
0: Yeah. I think you're right, and what I what I was going to ask you is: Does him winning this award put him in the conversation for a Halberg?
1: Has he even been nominated?
0: Surely. Well, he only won it last week, so I don't know. I don't know when the Halbergs are. So.
1: Yeah. Oh, well, it wouldn't surprise me. He wasn't because they're fast. But anyway, like, that's for a separate pod, probably. But I think just. Looking at the names he's next to on that trophy, Rory, Sergio, Padrick, VJ Singh, Ernie Owls, Bernard Langer, Nick Faldo and obviously Seve, the namesake of the trophy, but that's that's pretty special, pretty elite. And I don't company. think I don't think New Zealand sports fans like grasp it as much as they should, I don't think. I think it's a like it's a hell of an achievement
0: yeah i i think it's quite hard to even explain how bigger achievement that is because we're talking about the yeah the the standard of the dp world tour has probably deteriorated over the last few years but it was once a a place for all the elite european golfers that were playing most of their most of their golf on and (laughs) man it's it's held in such high regard this this award and not to say that it's not now because the standards not what it used Mm. to be i I think i think the standards still great golf and it's yeah the the award is just it's so cool and it's it's impressive to see a, a kiwi on that award like you think of our greatest ever golfers like none of them have won it so it's Mm. it's a testament to how good he's been
1: and you kind of have to think that you have to do on different golf courses a bit more than you on the us on the euro tour which in that in itself is pretty like that's pretty incredible but i think the other thing is at the end of the day yes it's got a bit weaker but it's the second best tour in the world still it's such a popular game golf and it's so hard to crack so
0: oh yeah yeah it's not taking anything away from it you you're still getting exceptional fields on that on that tour just not as regularly as he used to kind of thing for sure for sure Um, anything else you want to mention out of this week not really mate i do you want to talk to me about the bloke wearing the orange glove
1: yeah he is a rogue character this bloke so I think his name's Hidalgo. He's a young Spanish guy and he's tiny and he's just wearing this bright orange golf glove. It's it looked terrible. But I, I rate people having a crack and trying to push the envelope a bit, but this wasn't this was not good. It looked terrible. <laughs> he he, yeah, he see seems it. like he seems like one of those kids that just caused all sorts of chaos at school. Like he was just big fist pumps on Friday. Like there was,
0: was a lot going on when he was playing. He was, do you reckon he was a sort of like turning, turning people's backpacks inside out? And-
1: <laughs> yeah. Like, honestly,
0: i am never been more confident or something.
1: <laughs> he, he got interviewed. He seems like a lovely bloke and a great character, but he just seems like one of those guys who would have just been full of energy when they were a kid and they still are. Like he
0: was behaving like a kid. Yeah, get that kid on the monkey bars, burn some energy, mate. <laughs> yeah. The DP will tell it they they put out some some new content on on social media. How much better is do they do it than the PGA tour?
1: Oh, I reckon their streets are here, eh? Some of their YouTube videos are outstanding too. And I don't know if you saw like just the, the ones where they're trying to start like massive draws out on the eighth up against that skyline. Like that was pretty cool to watch and the players just I think they have a lot more access to players than the PJ tour do.
0: Yeah. Ter- Terrell Hatton is always a, a favourite of theirs to get on. He's he's so funny on those things. Just just walked up. I can't I can't even hit a draw. <laughs>
1: Lowry just doubled down and was just absolutely giving it to him. Oh, Said so- something like he can't even spell draw or something along <laughs> those lines. Oh, that's, yeah, that's, that's
0: outstanding. <laughs> we'll move over to the to the PGA Tour this week. A, a big win for, for Max Homer at, at Torrey P- Pines. Uh, an exceptional last day of golf. And this was another exciting finish, AC.
1: Yeah, it was a weird sort of day. There's kind of people popping up from everywhere. So Ryder started the, the shot started the day with a two shot lead at twelve under and Ram was at minus ten. Max was five back at seven under, but you just I really thought Rahm was just gonna blow past him, to be honest. And Rahm just just got off to a slow start, bogeyed the first, doubled the fifth, and he was kind of out of it at that point and Ryder was a bit more of a slow bleed. He kind of, he kept it together for a long time. He was even through 10 and then just made that double on 15, which kind of was current on his tournament. And Homer just played solid all day and was just picking up shots on the field. Obviously finished with six under. um, And yeah, Ryder three over for the day in the end so wasn't to be for him I felt really sorry for him he he hung in there for so long with a lot of big guns chasing him so credit to him
0: yeah I think just it just shows we've obviously established how big a fan I am of Max Homer's game I just think his swing and the tempo is just Oh, so good! I think it's it's one of the best on tour. Just once he gets in contention, he he started to really put the foot down nowadays. I don't know what you think of that, AC, but he just seems like he's a he's a big time player when he when he gets in the hunt. He's a
1: killer. He's he's been in the top five, so he's entered the final round the top five nine times, and he's won six of them. That just Shows it like right there.
0: Yeah, he's he's such a good player, and a guy who hasn't been short of his of his own struggles. And kind of in 2017, lost his tour card, only made eighteen thousand dollars that year, and had to go back to the corn ferry tour, and then found his way back on onto the tour, and was probably more known for being a bit of a funny guy around the tracks roasting people's swings he had a very successful podcast at a point with with uh shane bacon from uh from fox golf and yeah he just he kind of it was not long after he won the wells fargo the first time he kind of put a line in the sand he he said he he doesn't really want to be the, just the twitter funny guy he wants to be one of the best players in the world he he stopped doing his podcast cuz he he wanted his sole focus to be on on becoming a gun and he moved over to do some work with Mark Blackburn uh, and geez, the the proof's in the pudding he's just gone from strength to strength and now he's just one of the best players in the world and quite cool to note that he's got his best mate pretty much on the bag that they grow up at the same local course and i have just got such a great relationship and i think you can see that on the coverage for sure and
1: it's a six tour one which has snuck up quite quickly in my opinion
0: yeah f- four in california and important to note the US Open this year at LA Country Club where he has the course record, so do what you will with that. Early male punters. That's been hammered to death this week. I see
1: he's been backed in
0: quite heavily as he? that win. Yeah. Oh yeah. I I have a bit of a confession to make. I backed him personally but didn't back him on my weekly tips, so that's that's sacrilege by me. But uh, you clip. take the collect though. Yeah. But yeah, it was,
1: well, can, you can't really ask for much more. His first game teeter green and ninth and strokes game putting. So you ne- you're never going to run down that someone if they play that well, really. Like that's almost perfect.
0: A couple of guys that tried to run him down, Keegan Bradley tried to run him down and a pair of Jordans didn't quite come Come off. But he another good week for him and... Looking in great Nick, Keegan Bradley looking like he's really done some work on his fitness and is starting to show with some of the finishes that he's produced. Rubs people the wrong way sometimes, Keegan Bradley, but Yeah, a good I personally don't like watching him play golf.
1: what is he's it? Is just, it just a swing? The fidgeting, or? he plays slow and he does that weird kind of bend when he after he hits it. Like he like looks really anxiously at like everyone he
0: hits. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. Solid weeks for a couple of a couple of men from twenty fifteen, Jason Day and and Ricky Fowler starting a Ricky back into the top one hundred in the world, so promising signs for him, back doing work with Butch Harman, so it'll be
1: Yeah, had the long putter rolling too. Yeah, which is uh,
0: interesting.
1: Yeah. He always he was such a good putter, but it's just gone to sh- Shit, the last few years. So I think he probably did need a change. So yeah, but yeah. I'm looking forward to see Jason Day as T seven this week for Jason Day, and I'm looking forward to seeing that people. He's got a great record around there. So I think I think we can expect another good finish from this week.
0: Yeah, and just it's really good to see him back playing regular golf, which is. I think we talked about it on another podcast, but. I'll double down on it. It's, it's good to see he's a such a good player and one of my my favorite guys to watch historically. So it'll be great to see him get in the mix at another tournament and hopefully hopefully he gets back in the winner's circle sooner rather than later.
1: For sure, another. I'm getting seriously worried about my prediction of Colin Morikawa not winning this year. Yeah, third this week, and he was just hitting the ball so well. Your second tee to green. He hit 82% of his fairways. He was first in driving accuracy. Just didn't quite get it done on the greens, which is always his kind of nemesis. But he's just, he's looking really good. If he has like a a week where he gets a bit streaky with the
0: putter, he's
1: he's probably going to (laughs) win.
0: Yeah. Do you think he's completely recovered from that century melt? Or do you think that when he gets in, to contention again that might be in the back of his mind it it kind of strikes he kind of strikes me as a guy that's that's flushed that pretty quickly
1: yeah it's hard to say I think potentially with the chipping because that's kind of what really where the wheels came off I think that might be still there but I don't think the long game he'll he'll be sweet he's always been a good iron player
0: yeah Just another thing from that you that you sent to me from the PGA Tour that I hadn't quite caught was Sam Ryder's mum on the on the coverage. On
1: the, yeah, they're on the thirteenth at that stage, I think.
0: Yeah, and she she gave it the the early crow. AC, just talk talk the listeners through what kind of unfolded when she got on the mic.
1: Yeah, so they were doing a kind of mid round interview. Um, I think yeah, I'm pretty sure it was the thirteenth at that stage and she basically declared to me, eh? like, is that how you read it? I, she was like, He's gonna win. And I was like, Man, if you just can't be doing that. But I'm a bit of a believer in jinxing. I don't I think it's probably stupid of me, but I'd be blaming my mum on that win, on that side, <laughs> on that loss <laughs> for that loss. I'd be like, You just completely jinxed that.
0: Yeah. Kind of didn't seem to me like she completely just declared it. I think she was kind of probably more manifesting it than than declaring okay. it. Okay, but <laughs> it's still what's not declaring about saying he's gonna win. <laughs> yeah, <that's... laughs> maybe the way she said it. I just think it was more like he he's gonna win, he's gonna win. But she was kinda yeah, like, okay. She was kind of willing it on, but yeah. <laughs> yeah,
1: I felt really sorry for him. He he just had the blowtorch on him, and he he wasn't out by a much. He just looked a little bit uncomfortable all day. He he hit the ball well all week too. He led the field in greens and rig. Um, but yeah, just the wheels just slightly came off there, the Sam Ryder.
0: Thoughts on the joggers? What about us?
1: Yeah, I was about to ask you about that. I. Oh, I've only seen Ricky pull off joggers. The rest of them, I think, don't look great. Particularly the maroon colour. Oh, it, it was, rogue. What are your thoughts on
0: the joggers? Uh, probably the s- same sort of opinion on, on an untucked shirt. I just don't really, I just don't really care. I think, if you if you think you look good and you you want to wear it, go for it.
1: They caused quite the stir on Twitter. If you if you're into your golf and you don't have a tour to get involved, it's great to. I just park up on there during tournaments. There's all sorts of content, it's so good. But um,
0: yeah, like yeah, I don't know. One thing I will say is it probably looked a little bit nippy to have the ankles out. It just yeah, it,
1: had, it always has that kind of crispy look about it, Tori. Yeah,
0: like guys in three-quarter zips, like yeah.
1: What about? I don't know if you caught much of CBS trialing having Max and with the AirPods in.
0: Oh yeah, loved it. I thought that was really cool. There were some haters. You on gonna Twitter, elaborate? But, hey, you gonna elaborate? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was some, <laughs> there was some haters on Twitter. I just, I just like a point of difference, and they needed, they needed to change it up with some stuff like that. And good on him for being good enough to do it in the heat of battle. I think. The way he kind of broke down his thought process, it just adds another insight to the to the way we're watching golf. And yeah, I'm, there was some haters talking about like oh, how he's getting some advice and like piped up by a former major champion. But if you're gonna be the fun police, like just turn the TV off and and go report some people parking illegally. <laughs> yeah,
1: Max was probably the perfect guinea pig too because he's just. So well spoken and just he gives you plenty. And I think there's a lot of people kind of saying, Oh, they're knocking off D P World Tour, but I this was quite different because he was actually talking about you got he was there for the whole hole. And he got to talk about what sort of shots he was hitting, whereas DP tour, it's all just small talk on the way to their drive. And I have no issue with that. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I put, I still would rather them do the on-course interviews than not have them. But I thought this one was better than the DP equivalent because you just got some real insights. Like the second shot, it looked like he smoked that three-wood and he said he didn't catch it. And just stuff, like even that is pretty valuable to know and – I think it's a great initiative, and obviously, I think they'll going forward. They'll probably do it on par fives. Yeah, because you need a few shots.
0: Yeah, it was it was really good, and it's something I hope all the players buy into. So but yeah, I, I think
1: I saw a few things like, "Oh, CBS finally trying it now because of Live, but I think actually, what's happened is the players often. I think my understanding is the players didn't agree to do that sort of stuff, but now they're like, Okay, we need to collectively improve the product, what can we do? And this is probably one initiative that they think
0: because you only need two or three of them a day. Yeah. hundred percent. And I think they did it they nailed it the first time. So hopefully they just continue to to build on that. Should we get on to some some local golf news?
1: Yeah, I'll kick it off. Uh, so Shannon Stellard, I think, apologies if I get the name wrong, but he teed off at Taranaki's Fitzroy Golf Club, um, and he's managed to play 311 rounds holes of golf in a day, which is just over 17 full rounds. Outrageous.
0: Wow, that is just absurd.
1: He had a, just a six sign too, so I'm... I'm guessing there's probably not a lot of bunkers around this track, because that would be tough. Yeah, there mustn't be many bunkers around there. But <laughs> <laughs> he also he also estimates he drank drank 25 to 30 liters of water.
0: That's does, a lot of water.
1: Does it say how many balls he used? <laughs> no, it doesn't. But yeah, heck of an effort. I can't imagine just how like how do you even do
0: that? I don't
1: know maybe I need to for my rig
0: yeah would be a pretty good rig based decision it would be quite a fun way to get fit. some speed golf I know a few of our mates have dabbled in it a couple of times and they said it's pretty good so maybe we should go out and try it one day
1: (laughs) yeah okay (laughs) Um,
0: over on the Charles tour it was a a win for Harry Bateman Uh, his first win in seven years uh he won won the wallace development hastings open at bridge par which was i've never played there ac but by all accounts a great a great track it's a
1: lovely golf course
0: i played it years ago so i can't really i don't remember too many
1: details but i remember just walking off it going that's a it's a proper track
0: yeah so congratulations to him and it's Good to see the Charles Tour back underway, and I think they've got they've got nine events this year. So it'll be great to keep an eye on how that's going and what golfers are turning out. Yeah, hopefully
1: we can try cover a bit more local stuff. It's just quite difficult because obviously we can't watch it, and the information's not always that easy to find. So, but no, yeah, we're hoping we can kind of yeah get a bit more of a feel the New Zealand golf landscape because we probably we know our courses but probably don't know the
0: how the kind of pro stuff works that well would that be fair yeah that would be fair and i think there's a few more events that are going to be local to the Waikato so maybe we can get ac down on the ground yeah maybe hopefully i'd be keen to go watch some for sure yeah get the man of media lanyard and just get him behind the ropes <laughs> Yeah, I have to burst through a few
1: crowds to get in there. (laughs) We'll
0: move on to our playoff holes for this week. Ah! Kicking off with teeing off. AC, do you want to kick us off?
1: I I don't have one this week, mate. I'm very
0: positive this week. Long weekend does that to people. Uh, I'm teeing off at, at New Zealand pubs. After being in Australia for approximately five days, I just, I just think the pub culture in New Zealand needs to improve. It's, it's so far behind what's on offer here, and I can see why people. I know alcohol is more expensive to buy from shops over here, but so that makes going down to your local more, more attractive. But there's no reason why pubs in New Zealand can't get around some marketing, some some good some good meal deals and, and try to and get more people through the doors because nothing better than, even if you're not drinking, parking up at a pub in a nice garden bar and having a yarn with your mates and having a bite, I just think that New Zealand pubs could do it a lot better and Australia pubs nail it.
1: I love that. You know me, I enjoy a pub. I think it just when you go into that bar and like there's a bit of music on but there's like that hum and you can just hear people talking it's just a good feeling. It
0: is. It's it's outstanding. But yeah, I
1: think I reckon. Hey, I'm no politician, but I think you should,
0: I think they need to make it
1: more expensive in liquor stores to encourage people to drink out, and also you're in like a supervised environment. I actually think it's a good thing.
0: <laughs> did you have a tough <laughs> Did you have a tough scene this week, or none of that either? No. Nah.
1: No, I don't. I'm sorry. I'm, I haven't brought much to the table in the the playoff holes today.
0: Hey, that, that's fine. That's fine. I've got a tough scene this week, it, and it was just it was just me trying to navigate public transport. <laughs> oh,
1: what,
0: what what in particular? Is it trains, buses, <laughs> buses? Just my my route to work. Actually, pretty easy. Like pretty hard to cock up, but I've cocked it up, and yeah, just. Just buses. I'm i battling. I've been battling to figure it out. Quite overwhelming. There's there's just so much more going on than there, there is in New Zealand. But I have I have fallen on Uber a couple of times. So yeah, I, but I need to figure it out because it cost me a dollar twelve to get to work on a bus.
1: Yeah, that seems like a much better alternative. <laughs> is the bus busy? No, the bus isn't too bad. So you always get a seat right. as well,
0: and it's only like eight minutes so
1: oh that's gun that's definitely
0: the better option yeah so
1: it's not walking distance then work oh it is it'll
0: be about 45 minutes but it's so hot like you're just gonna be so sweaty when you get easy yeah
1: okay 45 minutes is just on that brink too it's that's that's an hour and a half round trip and
0: you know busy man yeah yeah, it is. Maybe I'll, I could probably walk home when it gets a bit cu- cooler and it might be quite nice. But when you're carrying stuff, it's always a little bit hard. For sure. No,
1: I don't blame you there. I'd be doing. I've in the same boat. Should we crack in to some listeners' questions?
0: It's getting pretty late over there. AC needs to get a kit, So
1: Yeah, okay. I'm just pulling them up, mate. Do you have anything at your disposal?
0: Uh, yeah, this one from Scott. After talking it up all day about driving the first green, he had an earshot in front of everyone. Oh and for sorry, for context, uh, we asked on our socials what the funniest thing you've seen on a golf course is. So that'd be pretty funny, but I probably would have loved for a bit of an elaboration on that, but like yeah, what, same. What, how was it received? You could probably only imagine.
1: Okay, we've got one from Kim. And she says,
0: "So the funniest thing she's
1: seen is a golf cart in the lake at the bottom of the hill." <laughs> okay, first of all, like that would be hilarious. But I, I, I wish we get a bit more context here.
0: Yeah, it, that leaves me me asking more questions, like, one, How to get there? Well, like, was it just there, or did someone drive it in, or?" Or was you it like, them? did
1: someone think the handbrake was on, it's just rolled? Was someone yeah. chasing it? That's always funny. <laughs> yeah. <It's, laughs> maybe, did the
0: person fall over while they were chasing it? Yeah. Maybe Kim maybe could get, get in our DMs and elaborate on that for next week's pod. But, yeah.
1: Yeah. Golf cart. That would be go- good. I'd
0: love to just hear a bit more about how that went down. Yeah, golf carts, Always. Uh, there's always some funny yarns about, about golf carts. This one from Jake. <laughs> this is agony of dropping a custard square and someone's backswing on the fourth tip, Perongia. <laughs> this, is, this is awfully specific and it's, it's, di- <laughs> it's directed at me. Um, yeah, back in my younger days, um, we are going to play golf, a little bit hungover, and I'd picked up a custard square from the, <laughs> the Perongia Bakery, which is an outstanding establishment if you're ever in the area and <laughs> when our mate Maddie was in the middle of his backswing I've gone to take a bite and I've, I've just binned it binned it icing, <laughs> icing down on the first day on the fourth day and I was devastated and i has his backswing cleaned it up no 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 i've just gone oh like while <laughs> he's swinging and he's like compl- and, he, um, and he's put one on the road <laughs> Everyone, oh it was that's good it was one of the toughest scenes <laughs> okay we got another one from i think it's sam
1: um so he said that he's probably playing my best round and then top one into a group of old-timers on another hole. Uh,
0: yeah, that's pretty funny. but.
1: <laughs> well, it's happened to the best of
0: us. Like, oh, you know? Who hasn't Who hasn't done that?
1: Yeah. And old-timers, you know, they hit them really straight and they always look at you like, what the hell are you doing when you're on their field?
0: Yeah, they find the middle of the club face. So it's just... Yeah. It's just years of experience
1: and they... Quite a low flight, so it doesn't curve off too much. Oh, this is directed at me. Okay. So Alex was even through thirteen, and then says, "Jake, we are going home after his tee shot on 16. Big turn of events. <laughs> yeah, I remember this vividly. Um, was at Fung Matar, and so I was even through thirteen, playing really well, and this then must have been a while ago. Yeah, yeah, it was. It must have been at least I reckon say about three or four years ago, and I feel like I've definitely matured since then. But yeah, so even through thirteen, fourteen, that Fong is quite a tough hole, and I've hit this. I think I, I think I missed the fairway and chipped out, and I've just thought, okay, put one on the green, make a five, and try pick up some birdies coming home. And I've just hit this laser just right at the flag. It bounces bounces ends up emailing the green i thought it was in the hole and ends up in the stream and i go to make seven and then the next hole is like a little wedge par three the 15th and i just fatted one ended up making a five and then stand up on 16t top one into a hazard and then just go jake i'm going home and just just walk (laughs) off the course
0: what a coward it was an absolute meltdown. Oh, that, that is a melt.
1: I wish I, and now that I look at it, I'm like, you showed no ticket. You should have just tried to fight back. But
0: Yeah, finish strong.
1: I was at breaking point. I remember just yeeting a club off the 14th. I just, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I've, I've improved a lot since that, attitude-wise.
0: Not golf wise. It, it, it yeah, golf
1: hat no golf regressed.
0: <laughs> no, nah, we're good. So, looking forward to next week, a couple of couple of big events. Uh, the Saudi Invitational on the Asian tour, which will be an interesting watch. All the Live Boys back. So, at, at the Royal Greens Country Club, which is a pristine golf course. So, that'll be one to keep an eye on. That That's the event that Harold Varner won with a 92 foot putt. On the last for oh, eagle right. last year,
1: yeah, and I think Cam Young's going over there. A couple of
0: the PJ Tour boys got released. Yeah, Mito Pereira's over there, which is who's going to spe- go to love? Speculated to go to live. so that'll be interesting to see. We're obviously at Pebble Beach as well this week, so a lot to look forward to in the week of golf. Do we know where the Euro t- Tour is heading? Or yeah, no? that's that's still in the Middle East. Oh right, okay. Yeah, it's a it's a weaker field this week. Um, Foxy's playing though, so hopefully a, another decent showing from him.
1: Mm, would be good to see. Might be an event that he can pick off early
0: in the year. Yeah, hopefully. Um, have you got any plans to get out on the on the course this week?
1: Hopefully, we. I think we're heading to the beach. So hopefully, Fonger isn't flooded, which it normally is at the moment with this sort of weather. But hopefully if I get out there, I can bury some of those demons that I have on that back nine.
0: Yeah, yeah, hopefully. And, or you could go play the greatest hole course in the world.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'll oh, well, Williamson.
0: It's, a, it's yeah. a beauty. Yeah, it is. What about
1: you? Are, you?
0: are you planning on playing any golf anytime soon over there, or is it a bit of admin at the moment? Mm, no, I'll, I'll try my best to get out this weekend. I'm conscious to get out when it's just too hot, like – that just <laughs> that just looks like in the too hard basket when it gets as hot as it did in this weekend. But yeah, I've got some really good reciprocal clubs over here that I'd like like to try out. So um, and I've got to suss out a club where I'm going to become a member. And if any of the listeners know of a of a club I should join in Sydney, but by all means, get in the DMs because I'm I'm open to anything and I need to I need to get amongst it because. Man, New South Wales Golf has some of the best golf going around, some some great courses around here, and I need, a, I need to get around that.
1: Awesome, brother. Hopefully we can link up for around some
0: stage in Sydney as well. Yeah, 100%. Cheers, everyone, for tuning in this week, and I hope you enjoyed it. A little bit of a long one. AC, have a good rest of your week, and we'll catch you guys next week. Cheers, mate.